0: And welcome into the roundtable, Bill Priestley here with you. And one of the things, of course, that we've talked about a number of times in the recent months is fraud and how it can be dealt with, perhaps on a regional, perhaps even on a national level. We'll let's continue that discussion, see how far we can go with one innovation, at least trying to push that ahead. And Rinky joins us, the president of TIA, as well as Brian Schreiber, VP of Growth at Metaphora. Thanks so much for joining us, and and you've got a bit of an announcement in terms of something that you guys have. Started to put out and, uh, that hopefully is going to com- combat this a little bit. Can you get kind of give us kind of a ten thousand foot view of it?
1: And by the way, honored to be with you, Bill and Ryan Schreiber, two of my top favorite people in logistics. How about that? <laughs> I'm going to uh, need a
2: ranked list at some point. I've been, Ian, waiting, for the, so, I've been
0: waiting for this for a yeah, while. So I'll yeah, it. I need to know I'll who's.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so we have for many years had our own sort of monitoring network called the TIA Watchdog. It has been, we're not an IT company, right? We're an association. And so we haven't had the sophistication, um, you know, technology constantly changes. So we haven't necessarily been able to adapt as well as that technology changes until this relationship now with Highway, they approached us last year, actually, almost over a year ago at this point, July of last year, to say, we would love to be the host of your watchdog. The the experience for our member will look the same, but will be vastly improved and provide additional insights beyond the 3,400 reports that we currently have. They have visibility into other reports that are out there in the sort of universe of the carrier vetting space.
0: That's a great news there to hear that it's getting expanded and, of course, gets a little bit more uh, technologically savvy there as well. Ryan, let me just switch this to you. Obviously, as we look at broker fraud and and, uh, things of this nature, we had a chance to talk about this a while ago uh, in terms of getting some ideas of how we slow this down. Uh, Obviously, TIA watchdog is one way. But as you look at this problem, uh, we've come a little bit. What do we need to really address still, maybe even on a national level, to try and, and, and make this a little bit less of a problem that it, seem, it unfortunately is blossoming into?
2: It, it's done been blossomed, Bill. I mean, well, you know, this has been a problem as long as I've been in the industry. I, I mean, that's the truth. And I'm glad that it's getting the attention that it's getting uh, now. But this has been, I mean, you know, I, in 2013, I had... I personally had three stolen loads of copper one day from a, you know, from a fraudulent actor. And that's, you know, the least of, of what some of these people have, have dealt with. And I, you know, that's an interesting story there because I came to find out through that experience that, um, you know, the, uh, it was, it was a, it was a ring of, of, of criminals and they'd gotten something like 40 something loads in a couple of days. And the FBI had been watching these guys, but they were targeting larger, you know, larger fish, right? I mean, that's, that's how law enforcement works. And I certainly understand, although I I still kind of got screwed, right. But there's really, there's really two parts to that. Number one, we can talk about this a lot. And I'm super excited about what the TIA is doing with with highway. I love Watchdog. I think it's an incredible um, resource. Same thing with with the self reports from like, um, you know, uh, freight guard reports but the data is the data and and really being able to pair those two things together is important. But number one, the FMCSA is responsible for figuring this out. Like we, we need to do other stuff on our own too, but like we're, we're in, you know, there's some infighting here about what should load boards do and this, that, or the other. The FMCSA is responsible for figuring this out. And we need to, as an industry continue to put pressure on the FMCSA to figure this out, not only safety, but fraud and, And a data-driven approach is, you know, the only way that that's going to happen. But the second part of this is, you know, no one is riding in off of a a white horse to save us. So as much as I do think the FMCSA is responsible for figuring this out, we need to do things on our own. And that's where the FBI, the FBI is not going to save, you know, my stolen loads of copper or I think C.H. Robinson got hit for like 10 of them or something. I remember the guy from the FBI telling me. So, you know, we need to do things on our own and stop looking for um, other people to solve the problem. We need to work on that in a two-pronged approach. We need to be putting pressure on the FMCSA, and we need to be working on it ourselves to to, to fix the problem inside the four walls of our businesses.
0: And we've talked about the FMCSA before in terms of, obviously, the, they, they've said this is not a safety issue. It's it's something that needs, it's theft. It's not something that that is, is under their purview necessarily. But uh, unless, you and, and you and I have talked about it, unless that, cargo is something that perhaps if stolen uh, could have safety issues for other people, for instance, meat that spoils or perhaps, uh, you know, items of a dangerous nature there as well. If the FMCSA were to jump that hurdle and 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 to try and get in this, whether it's next year, five years, 10 years, whatever from now, is that opening a little bit of a Pandora's box in terms of how much they control the situation? Or are we OK with Hopefully, they'll be able to keep the reins just to these particular issues.
1: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree with Ryan more that FMCSA could do something. And, Bill, you're right. We're, we're not looking to them to supersede their authorized powers. And, of course, safety is their mission, and, and it's mission critical, right? However, there are certain certain things that there are under their current responsibility that they are not doing, to Ryan's point. So, for example you are not supposed to register for an MC number using either a PO box or say a UPS store. It's not permitted under their own regulations. And yet you've seen all over the World Wide web that there are hundreds, if not thousands of MC numbers registered a, to the same address, B, to a P.O. box, C, to something like a UPS store. So just making those kinds of small, look, these are the, the blocking and tackling that's not sexy, that's that's certainly not mm-hmm. any kind, uh, it's not going to solve the problem overnight. But if they were just to do that, literally just to enforce their current regulations, that would be enormously helpful. We have the FMCSA coming to our DC fly-in in September, and we're gonna talk about fraud. One of the issues we're gonna talk about with them is fraud because we we understand they believe that they their sort of hands are tied to some extent, but there are things that they can do that they may have the authority to do.
0: Ryan, let me jump into that second point that you mentioned obviously uh, the FMCSA has its role and then we also have our own roles there as well. Obviously, do your due diligence. You know, watch for the red flags, as mentioned. We especially, like as Ann mentioned, with PO boxes and anything that may pop up that may look, you know, that looks a little bit strange or out of place. Uh, but really, uh, when it comes to what we need to do as individuals to stop this from happening to our own interests, what past that are you looking at in terms of of you know trying to vet out as much of a carrier as you possibly can?
2: The carrier. It, it, vetting the carrier starts at carrier selection, and so you know when when a uh, an intermediary is 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 just operating their business naturally. The biggest challenges that relate to cargo theft, that relate to fraud, all of that comes down to how these businesses are operating. Um, you know, in terms of matching you know loads to trucks, if you will, right? Right, and so thinking about the carrier selection process as this like event in time. Okay. We have a carrier who wants to take a load. Now let's figure out are they fraudulent or not that that's, that's too late in the game already. And so the real opportunity is upstream in looking at, how you are going to market with carriers, and that needs to change. And so, you know, the the most obvious example that everybody talks about is, oh, it's a Friday afternoon on a must move load, and like, you know, you've got this, you've got this carrier on the on the horn who says they'll take it. Well, that was a failure on most of the time. That was a failure. Inside the four walls of your business, in your sourcing process, that you even got there, right? And of course, there are times where a carrier falls off, and but even even that, right, can be a a data driven analysis to understand is this, you know, what the what carrier service levels are, et cetera, and so forth. And so, really, Bill, like the point that I want to make is that you need to look further upstream in your business to identify how and where you're failing to make the best, most powerful matches, quality matches, right, with carriers and freight, and, and look there first. And, again, take a data-driven approach to that process, which is all that you need to do in any any part of this.
0: And coming back to uh, the FMCSA for just a second here, in terms of what it is that they're doing, obviously, as Ryan mentioned, nobody's coming in, and you mentioned uh, nobody's coming in on a white horse, to save us at that point but we've talked also about the fact or at least the idea in which that the deterrent for getting caught in this situation not necessarily is a deterrent that is stopping a lot of people as well there's no thing there's no you know really major execution um you know and, and understanding why for instance that stealing a truckload isn't equated to three grand theft auto charges is beyond me but nevertheless uh What can be done on the deterrent level, even though that's not an FMCSA thing? Obviously, somebody's got to get caught and prosecuted for that to happen.
1: Yeah, I I think you're right. And Ryan's right about data, too. So one of the things we established this fraud task force bill that you and I have talked about in the past. And one of the things that is part of our mission there is data collection about really trying to amalgamate and 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 assort how big of a problem it is so that we can put heat, light and thunder in front of public officials, in front of the FBI, and, and and anyone who will listen to say this isn't just Ryan's load of you know copper wire. This is a, a worldwide criminal enterprise because, of course, they're you know um, overseas partners in this crime as well. And we think that the more data we have to showcase, here's the hot regions that we're seeing it, here's how much time is spent preventing, here's how much time wasted spent addressing, here's how much money was lost by the broker, how much money was lost by the carrier, to, to us, it's very hard to turn away from that. Once you have an understanding that it's not just one guy's load of solar panels, you know, last week, this is happening every day, that it's high-powered criminal enterprise, and that there are overseas participants, to me, that will have to force some action.
0: Uh, it's
2: going to be can, I, can I jump in really quick, Very quickly. I've
0: only got about 10 seconds here.
2: Never mind. I'll okay. follow me on LinkedIn. Well, I'll post about it
0: there, and we, Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure we'll continue the conversation as well on social media. Uh, Ryan and and uh, Ann, thanks so much for joining us and uh, we'll have to continue the conversation later.
2: Thank Definitely, you. thanks for having us.
0: All right, let's move back over to Kaylee with our last check of headlines for the day.